Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 10-year anniversary State of the League. It's been probably eight years since I've done one of these shows, uh, but we're doing one because 10 years ago this month, I met Peter Pang, uh, and he suggested I start interviewing League of Legends pros, and here we are. So it's it's 10 years of doing uh, League of Legends esports coverage, and these three fine gentlemen were down to uh, talk about that with me and so sort of reflect on the past 10 years let me go ahead and introduce them i'll save the uh, the best and birthdayest for last first up is kobe how's it going kobe going great travis I had a super long day meetings this or that the dive and just got home and now it's dinner time well i'm glad how's the chili good next up is afromu how's it going afro yo what's up you're you're the only one of us that's still, I mean, obviously that's Kobe a, and P. Yeah, but you had to do scrims today, I assume, or maybe you had the day off. No, nah, the day's off. Okay, nice. Well, you got scrims tomorrow, so we'll talk about that, I guess. And then, uh, finally, on his birthday, joining us, we won't keep him for too long. Maybe we'll do only about an hour or so of the show. But it's double lift. How's it going, double lift? Hello, hello. Good, good to be back. I know that uh, among all the things about your pro career that you miss the most, doing State of the League with me was definitely up at the top, right? Oh, dude, this is this is it. Very this good. is my favorite. Well, you've made it. <laughs> I did it, guys. I'm glad we could bring bring it all back. Uh, so anyway, the point for those that have never seen State of the League, this was the first show that. I ever did the first piece of content I ever did was an episode of State of the League for League Esports, and uh, I, I it's normally it was just a talk show basically nobody else was really doing something like that and it was like me and Peter was on almost every week especially in the beginning, and then uh, and then we'd have different rotating guests on like Sidco and others, um, and it was a it was a great time and so being able to do another episode of the show ten years later is super fun and I talked to. To Peter and suggested the idea. Uh, he he was like, "You got to reunite Rush Hour," and so we got Aframu on, and so now we can reflect on those good times. And then Kobe, of course, coming in to talk about the old, old, old. Uh, but that's that's basically what this whole episode is going to be is just nostalgia time, reflecting. The only back thing on the I remember years. of this show is Shocks eating mayonnaise out of a jar. That was not even this episode or the show. That was a show called Whose League Is It Anyway. Well, I guess there's nothing to remember about this show then. <laughs> What are we oh, doing? Shit. <laughs> well, my only memory of this show is not this show. Well, I'm glad that this show left such a long lasting impression on everybody. Uh, no, but okay, let's, whatever. Let's what? actually roll the montage that we made of all the best moments from the show. <laughs> oh, okay, it's over. Nice. I did. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, anyway, no, I thought we could just kind of talk, uh, talk about different stuff. Uh, first off, Again, happy birthday to Double Lift, because actually whenever I suggested we do this, I had said, like, next Monday, not looking at the date. And then over the weekend, I realized it was your birthday. Did you realize it was going to be your birthday when you signed up for this? No idea. I could not care less about my birthday. All right. Well, that's the enthusiasm we're looking for. That's <laughs> Same. Sure. I also could not care less about your birthday. <laughs> hey, thank you, Kevin. Thank you. I actually respect you for that. Okay. <laughs> Honesty. Well, getting into it. I thought we would start with Kobe and just kind of ask you a little bit about what it was like. Because, Kobe, I don't know if I have ever told you this despite us living together for all these years, but uh, did I ever mention to you that I was at the WCG 
uh, in L.A. that you guys competed in. Oh. Yeah. I was there as an audience member. I went to go check out the StarCraft stuff, and then I was very interested to see what was going on, and you guys were playing League up on stage. Uh, do you ever think... And you fell in love then and there, huh? Yes, exactly. With League of Legends esports. Uh, that was what I knew. No, uh, is it wild to you to think about sort of the fact that you were one of the first? Hmm? I said, is it wild for you to think about how you were one of the first, like, pro players? Do you, do you consider yourself a pro player? Were you a pro player at that time? I mean, I do, even though there were only, like, what, a couple hundred people playing the whole game at that time? Yeah. Yeah, it, uh... I don't know. I think that's going. It's going so far back. I have a lot of nostalgia, a lot of good memories for it, but uh, it it doesn't feel crazy or anything because I don't know. That's just regular life. Growing up playing games with your friends. Yeah. Do you have any interesting uh, memories? I mean, what was it? Did was that the first time that you'd met all those those other folks on your team at that? In real life, yeah. yeah. Chowster, Hotshot, Gigi, all those all those people. It. It was weird jumping from playing online only to to actually meeting people in real life. Yeah, I guess that would be the that that would be the craziest thing when we actually went to the tournaments. Yeah, everyone was very surprised at at what I look like in real life. They thought they thought I was a different person. That's for sure. Just a big nerd. They, they thought you were better looking. Uh, yeah. Everyone else is just a that. fucking hot stud. <laughs> You'll have to get. With their real thoughts uh, from them. <laughs> not, I don't think it's great to share. Go back in time and be like, what did you expect Kobe to look like and how did he end up looking? Gotcha. Uh, actually, though, like early on, everyone had like no sense of style, was like super, you know, there's everyone was just young, awkward looking, except for a few people. Probably like Kobe. I'm trying to remember. There were some like, European players who were like, the, some of the fanatic players they stood maybe? out. Yeah. Uh, some mm. of the European players didn't shower. Oh. Uh, <laughs> don't want to remember that. Yeah, don't want to remember that. But some of them, I, I don't know. I remember there's like some French guy who played Garen. I forgot his name. But there's a few. There's a few. And Kobe. Yeah. Kobe didn't Same. shower. He got all the fangirls. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Wild. Wild revelations here. Wait, Peter was uh, season one uh, finals was your first like land meeting people in person, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was worlds, not finals, but yeah. Um, I first time meeting my teammates was like uh, at the airport in, I think it was like Frankfurt because the Germany because the tournament was in Sweden. Yeah. So we had like a layover there, and then we all we all met up and like took the layover together. It's pretty cool. What uh, what was that? Everybody memes about that first event, uh, se season one worlds. But I don't even think they called it worlds back then. They called it maybe like just season one championships or something. But what? Yeah, probably. What was it like uh, going there in in person? Was it as was it really freaks basement level of production and like uh, I don't know how it looked. Uh, I just remember that the audience was like probably max like 50 people and then the casters were just sitting at like a table There was no booth. It was just a table with some some uh, like laptops hooked up and the, the audio quality was like super scuffed. There's like no production and then um, As far as like the player side It was like the event was dream hack 
And it was so small that, like, uh, we just used, like, DreamHack provided, or, like, I think it was, like, Alienware-sponsored laptops, but they kept overheating, so we had, like, a lot of... I mean, obviously, it's it's a laptop, right? You're, You're supposed to play, like long long periods of gaming on on desktops so like we're playing but our laptops are like fucking melting while we're playing and we had some problems with that um but yeah i mean obviously it's like super different now but i had a lot of fun i i feel like nowadays once you've experienced like the the like super polished uh esports stuff it's hard to go back but then when you're first experiencing it and that's like the norm you're just like so excited to play it doesn't matter you're having so much fun. You're, you're so excited to play. Like, you could not care less about what the venue is like or like how many people are there. You're just if, even if there's like one person there to watch you, it's like really fun. I feel like nowadays pro players would not be happy with would complain a lot about the early accommodations for these yeah. things and sort of the way it was. Because now you guys have all these people that uh, are there to make sure you guys are very comfortable. You have your own like team rooms and stuff like that. And I think back then it was basically like just show up at the stage and get on stage when it's your turn to play and don't be late. Yeah, pretty much. I, I think it's, I, I don't know, I, like early on, cause there's such a tiny amount of money in the scene. You're just, it's just, you're just there cause it's like super fun. It's really exciting. And I wasn't even really thinking about any expectations. Yeah. I was laughing when you were talking about the laptops overheating too, because I remember the tournaments that we used to play online, like Newegg and Gopher Low and stuff. We would literally be winning laptop coolers, and in one of them, they didn't have any other parts left. Like we were supposed to win processors and stuff, and so I had five laptop coolers just delivered to me, and I didn't even have a laptop. I had nothing to do with them, and so we had these like shit prizes. And at the season one world championship, that was right after CLG had kicked me off. But Hotshot and them felt so bad; they still brought me. So I was just excited to go traveling, you know, because I was still so young. And so I, part of the fun was just, uh, you know, going to Sweden. It was, uh, it seemed kind of exotic at the time, you know. Wait, did you guys meet each other at at the championships? If we did, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I, uh, Reg, <laughs> Reggie was there too. Um, Do you remember I, meeting Peter Kobe? I don't. I don't remember meeting him there, but. I know he was there. <laughs> I don't think yeah. he came to. I was really, I was really quiet. I think. Yeah, I don't think he came out because a decent amount of us went to like um, a bar. But I don't yeah. know if Peter came. I was not there. Yeah. I was definitely not at the bar. <laughs> Wait, uh, Afro was. I want to say was IPL your first LAN? Mm-hmm. It was IPL V8. IPL three. Was it V8 that... or were you on Meat Playground? I was on V8. Oh. And I remember that one because we were covering it, and uh, that was when you guys like booted Phantom Lord mid tournament or something, right? No, uh, no, 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 no. That was New York. Oh, that was, that's uh, right. I am yeah, I am New York. Okay, which was like a week after or something. It was relatively soon after. Yeah, I wouldn't say booted. Everyone wanted to sub in. Who was it? Takashi X at the time. After playing, you know, first couple games with him, and yeah, he just refused to get up when like we brought at least seven players to that tournament so we could sub, but it was weird. Yeah, I actually remember that. He just, I remember him. Just <laughs> oh wait, I actually remember him talking to Peter. He came over like, "What the fuck is he What's doing? What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> I 
you guys are explaining it, I'm like, wow, he's just he's gonna play even <laughs> though you guys all hate him. That's crazy. It was too funny. Oh, good times, good times. Okay, well, um, when was the first time Peter and Afro that you guys met? Do you remember? That must have been there, dude. It was there. Like I, I cannot imagine meeting Afro. I think we only met. talked on we only talked online, and then yeah, that was it. Yeah, and that was wait, Kobe. Was that after you had already like bailed? Um, on league esports because you bailed for a little bit and then you you came back. Mm. Well, I mean, I got kicked <laughs> and then I went to work uh, a real job uh, engineering position. So yeah, I was bailed for for like a year. Uh, I would still go back to a lot of the events and like talk to like Dan and Reggie and and everybody about like trying to figure out how to get back in because working desk jobs sucked. That's mostly what I remember. I think yeah. the biggest, the most fun one to go to as a fan when I was kind of like out was the IPL in Vegas uh, at the Cosmopolitan. Oh, that yeah. one was so much fun to go to as awesome. a fan. I see, by the way, I see Yut Win in the chat right now. Shout out to Yut Win, <laughs> former TSM Evo player uh, and now up? working on the broadcast. Yeah, the IPL stuff was always like, really fun IPL both the things in uh, IPL were fantastic uh, so I don't know I I really had a great time uh, back in those days uh, what when did, how did you and Afro and Peter how did you guys end up playing together it was on CLG season three right mm-hmm I, I was actually I don't know, people actually don't really remember this super well and even I don't really even remember it super well either but there was like a year where I I, I I played with Afro, and then I didn't play with Afro because our environment was literally just dog shit. I remember and... the door. Okay, die. good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the only thing I do remember is in the very beginning, I thought Afro would be really good at support because he was good AD carry, and I just knew that, like... You look down on support players, and you're yeah, like... I, I mean, support is a really low-skill role <laughs> at the time compared to what it is now, like, yeah. to be honest, because you don't have any income... I mean, like, there's something to be said about, like, doing something with no income, right? But, like, I think at the time, there's just so much less to do. I mean, Afro's fucking famous words, you know? You don't even need to quote me on it. That but, like, it, it was <laughs> it was really, it was really like, disgusting how bad my supports were in solo queue. And I, I always felt like when I played with them that I could do better. But then when Afro, I guess, like, I must have gotten Afro filled in my solo games because I just, I just felt like it was going to be good, so... That's why we asked him. So and you, what actually happened? Oh, CLG, we were doing tryouts because Chaucer wanted to move roles. I think they were putting Chaucer jungle or some shit like that. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we're looking for a support. That was like right after the local Doko sin, I think. And I tried out, played solo queue. After two games, they were like, all right, bro, you're, you're in. I'm like, okay, sick. And that was pretty much it. And then after the time, I, I only played one year, and then I left because CLG tried to swap me to top lane randomly. So I started practicing Renekton and Vladimir, and I was like, guys, this is fucking stupid. Wait, <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. No way. No way. That yeah, that's happened. what happened, bro. No way. I did that's not what... know about that. Like, if really? that if they did that, if that did that to you, I didn't know until Dude, just you, now. Everybody was there, man. We were putting, like, I don't know what was going on. Chelsea was in the middle. I'm going top lane. Like, <laughs> somebody's going back. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> Really? Yeah. Wait, so uh -huh. when did you come back? Uh, I took a break. For 
like a split and streamed right uh streamed for a little bit and i was like you know what that didn't feel good because we pretty we sucked ass that split for sure <laughs> i was like all right i'll come back well clg sucked ass for like every split until you guys finally won i feel like right I mean, I like I just remember all the times where they did not suck ass like they suck ass now. That's not even close. I'm not saying now. I'm saying until they won in 2015, because <laughs> there was a time where these guys were on the verge of getting relegated by Azure Cats, like Gigi's we team. I think we were in two relegations now. Yeah, we were. Yeah. We were. Azure Cats and Chris Academy were the two relegations. Uh, and then, and then, wait. Wasn't that back when you could go to relegations and then go to playoffs afterwards or something like that? Because I know, because similarly, then you guys also went to playoffs at PAX a couple times. Mm. We definitely, the, both the relegations I was I remember were mid, mid-season, so it was still like spring split relegation. Because gotcha. then I remember like, we still failed to qualify for Worlds in the playoffs, I don't know, uh, at, at the end of the year. But... God, where the where are the esports historians over here? So true. <laughs> uh, actually, right. so Afro, you said in an interview with me recently that you think 2015 CLG could still could win this split. Like if you brought back Poe Belter and X Smithy and and Peter and everybody, you, you yeah do that. Of course, man. I feel like most players would. Teams that where you've already won, like I mean, I still have confidence in like all my teammates that I've you know won with. So I do think yeah, we came back. It would be pretty fun. Peter, after uh, after watching and co-streaming LCS to split, are you as confident as Afro that you guys could come back and win? Um, I mean, in all honesty, uh, I think. There's only a few people from 2015 CLG who uh, <laughs> I would enjoy playing with again. Who? Your boy just got Bud Light aced. Are you going to flame him I... now? <laughs> Paul Bolter has been playing not so well lately, guys. He's my friend, but Is I think even he would say... the orcs haunt? I mean, I mean, if you look at it in a vacuum, it's pretty fucked up to just say like he's playing bad, but... Hmm. Is it the org's fault? I I don't know. I don't know. CLG seems like a shit org. But like how much does that actually have an effect on your play? Like you I could hate my org, but I'm I'm not gonna like run it down. And I think Snor I think not sorry. Eugene has been actually running it down. So I Maybe I he know. wouldn't be running it down if he was surrounded by you guys. Yeah, actually, I haven't watched his games that much besides like before we play them. So mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't know. Kobe, twenty fifteen CLG, could it come back? How well would it do these days? Uh, I think it might be kind of rough. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, I think they would, I think they would not be last though, which is better than how how they are now. You know? Yeah. Jake, Jake has been spamming so many MMOs. He did. Like he's been grinding WoW. He was also grinding this other Korean MMO. So oh, uh, I feel like Jake can always bring it back, but he 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 might need a little little practice on League on an on an actual MOBA first. 
Uh, thinking about it again, I guess it's not about how well people are playing right this fucking second because I'm also really shit and I don't really play the game. Um, but it, I think if we were in a team house and we were all grinding, yeah, we would have some we would have some issues, but I think we would be good. Like because the environment does matter a lot when you have teammates who are like giving each other advice or like pushing each other to be better. And like our team environment was always like pretty constructive. It could also be like considered pretty destructive at times when the when the mood is like really shitty. But obviously, like if we're if we're playing with each other, I think we have a positive effect on each other as well. So yeah, I think I think we'd be good. I don't. I think I agree. I wouldn't be. We, I don't know if we'd win. Like Afro thinks. I also agree with Pavi. We would, we would definitely not be last. I think we'd be like at least. In the upper half, I think that's reasonable to say because all of us have one pretty, pretty uh, well. Darshan probably is the the one who's like the the least, yeah, highly highly reaching recently. Didn't he win? He was sealed C nine sub, no? And then he went to uh, MSI with them. Does okay. that count? Uh, does, I does, don't think does that counts. Base, is base Una and MSI? One I, I don't know. Game with them. Yeah, Basina, bro. You know, we almost had Basina play on stage, but he, 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 didn't, he didn't want to. He didn't want to? Yeah. yeah. Why? Why it would was, you have uh, play? It was right after, it was the last game of groups, and it didn't matter. Oh. At all. And I so we, we offered it to him, like, hey, bro, you want to play? God damn, that's, that's generous cool. of you guys. Yeah. He was hoping a lot backstage with all the uh, bottom lane matchups, stuff like that. So. That's well, cool. Let's go uh, back and, and reflect a little bit more. Kobe, in the past 10 years, what like league event has been your favorite or what has stood out the most to you? In the past 10 years? Yes. That's what the show is. It's reflecting on 10 years. Okay, so that I can't say WCG 2010 then. Then I got to go with the Madison Square Garden Finals. But the WCG first time 2010 would have been yours? Like that's just because you played in it? Yeah, because I got to play. Yeah. But uh, it's definitely the TSM CLG Madison Square Garden first time they won that one. I mean that that was crazy just because before then, like people that come back now, I think don't understand how wild it was because not only like obviously the biggest thing was CLG beating TSM and the way that they beat them, but also just before then, like PAX, like a ballroom at PAX was like the biggest venue that LCS had been in obviously like worlds had been in the stadiums and stuff but then all of a sudden it went to madison square garden it sold out and you guys just had that like pop off uh and then afterwards i remember rick fox brought us all out to dinner which was very nice of him that was before he got into the league but yeah that was fucking so cool when i played in finals after msg i actually would just rem try to remember the feeling that i had at msg which was like I would actually bet my life that we were going to win that series. Like, I was so incredibly... I'm sure Afro felt the same way, like Zach felt the same way. There's no doubt in our mind that we're going to win. It's just like, how many games is he going to take? Or, or, you know, like, how's it going to happen? I'm so excited to figure out, like, how are we going to win? But <laughs> I just knew we were going to win. Did, did you ever tell anybody what how we were practicing before we went there? Uh, Only a little bit, only a little bit. You can tell that. That's I don't think so... anyone does that. Before we went to MSG, 
our games in practice were so one-sided. Like we would just go outside, you know, play basketball for 20 minutes, wait for the enemy team to finish review because it, it took so long. And at some point, we started role swapping in scrims without the enemy team knowing. So we were all over the place. I was playing mid against Jensen. I was playing fucking top against, you know, balls. I was like, <laughs> everybody went everywhere. And it was the same result every game. So I think that attributes to like how confident we were going into the finals. That's so crazy. Especially because before then, you guys were always getting beat down by, I don't know, TSM in the finals or something. So it was just like wild that you guys were able to turn around. There was a thing. there was a game. I don't know if it was in that exact like playoffs scrim set, but like there's a game where Tony subbed in for scrims. We had our oh, coach right. who's like literally <laughs> diamond playing scrims. I think it was against Winter Fox, but like, dude, we were like so fucking cracked then. It was crazy. You know, it's crazy to think about now. You mentioned Winter Fox, like. It's so funny to think about all the random orgs that existed at one point in time, even in the LCS, but especially before then, and then are just now gone and like nobody remembers them anymore. Uh, like Winter Fox is a pretty good example. I feel like barely anyone remembers that. I mean, they treated the players like shit. I'm pretty sure Alltech slept in the basement or something. I don't remember, like on the stairs. Yes. Uh, Was it I'm Alltech? so glad those orgs are gone. Like, yeah. I, I mean, like somebody did, because like the, the story was that like Snoop Egg got his like own room. Everyone else, like, fucking jacked off sharing rooms. There wasn't enough room for, like, one of the new players. And maybe maybe it was, like, I don't know, it was either Alltech or Pope. But they just... There was some, like, really shitty shit going on back then. Yeah, enough of these happy memories. Let's get <laughs> let's get to, like, the times where you guys exactly. left teams, you know? <laughs> let's go, where's guys. The, where's the Dunzo Manifesto? Do you guys... Do you... <laughs> Who's calling me? I don't know. Hello? Let's find out. Oh, it's probably somebody wishing him happy birthday. Oh, uh, yeah. I will, um, I'll come out in a bit. Thanks. We're gonna, we'll wait and okay, see what's going on. Yo, Lena. Lena. Can, can you get the food? She's Go. in front of, uh, E1. Food's getting delivered. Okay, we're good. E1. Go. There we go. Oh, okay. Yes. What what sad memories do you want to talk about, Kobe? People getting booted from teams? Huh? Oh yeah, I was just gonna tell Double Lift because Lena's level fifty eight right now too. Are, is she trying to level? I have a level fifty eight shaman. I'm spamming. Yeah, dungeons. yeah, yeah. She's spamming dungeons. You want? I, I see, I hit, see hit her up. Hit her so up. Much. Kobe's thinking about spamming dungeons with you. <laughs> I'm actually leveling right now. Give me, too, give so. me faster Q. I'm, are you kidding me? Are you also I'm playing? playing I'm doing my dailies yeah, right I'm now. I mean, like, what? What the fuck else am I gonna do? Like pay attention Peter to this Hans, shit. Peter so I was like, "Yo, I need to do that too." He's yeah, yeah. time efficient. I'm the only one not playing WoW while doing this. Uh, clearly, I've made a mistake. Dude, you think that we have an hour of undivided attention for this shit? <laughs> That's true. That's fair. This is like, if if WoW wasn't here, I would tell you I couldn't make it. Dude. It was that moment where you see like your friend playing, and I was like, "Yo, that's not fair. Why do Why do I have to pay attention?" And he's getting to play, so then I jumped on. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. I'd meant I'd meant for this to all be very casual, so I'm glad that we're all figuring out ways to to do that. Yeah, uh, but my queue times just as DPS are super long, so that's why I need Lena either tank or healer queue. That's that's hack. Oh, but the stories, Travis. Okay, what about? When Doublelift decided to leave CLG for TSM, their greatest rival. Oh, well, dude. Are you asking Travis about that or are you asking Double? 
Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't have I mean, anything to say oh, about it. Whoever. This is Kobe bringing this up. Oh, okay. Kobe? What? Kobe just dropped a fucking dropped a question and then went and Mike muted. He asked what what stories were what what like drama stories we could ask about, and so I was asking about when you left CLG. Is there any? Uh, well, uh, that whole thing, honestly, I was really toxic. I'm gonna be honest, like. I was insanely toxic. But I, in one case, I think I was actually... I still think I'm justified in, in, in a small way where I was mostly just super in a terrible mood and I was super mad at the org because... Uh, I feel like I've told this so many times, but... So I, I really, really like playing with Xmitty, which... Um, like He was born in the Philippines, so we did a tournament called like i am hanover i think where he couldn't make it because there was some sort of like visa issue right because he's not an american citizen and i was you know i was like kind of upset for him because he couldn't make it uh after we qualified but i was like oh well at least this you know it's just this like random tournament there'll be a bunch of iems there'll be a bunch more tournaments for him to come so we ended up playing with like think hard or i don't really remember who we, we ended up have, having replace him but it was Thinkard. Yeah, so afterwards, like, I remember telling them, like, yeah, like, just make sure, because, like, what if we, like, make worlds? Like, I actually remember telling telling Hotshot, like, if we make worlds and he can't make it, that would, like, really suck, you know? Because we had, made, we had at that point, made worlds in two years, almost three years. So, uh, yeah, I mean, go figure. We ended up making worlds, and they still didn't do anything about it. And when I asked him, like, did you guys even, like, think about it? And they're like, no, nah, we just forgot. And I was like so mad. And we had this new CEO named Malixia. Honestly, the guy's really nice and stuff, but like, I just couldn't believe that they fucked that up. So every single day, I was like, I was just like in such a terrible mood because we're scrimming, but like, we had to scrim with either Xmithy on 200 ping, or we had to scrim with Huhi, who is like our sub mid laner, uh, roll swap wait, to jungle. Wait, wait, wait. Smithy was in Korea at the time, though. No? But he had to go back because he had to go do some some like shit with in in LA. So he like came with us to practice with us for a bit, and then he had to go back. <gasps> That's yeah. not what I remember. No, I do remember yeah. this because I... he had to go back. When the yeah, fuck he had to go that? back to LA. Dude, we go fucking bring him in here. Oh fuck! I definitely remember this because it was like a hard decision for the team to decide: Are we gonna scrim with him with Smithy on two hundred ping, or are we gonna scrim with who he? Um, and it's like, and like Jake's sleep schedule was like super fucking upside down. So that he could like at least watch us play scrims, and but he was like in LA doing his paperwork or whatever, and then in the end he got saved last minute by like he had a fan who worked at the Philippines yes. consulate, and it was like one of those like I don't know it's like maybe the equivalent of like our House of Representatives or something. I'm I'm kind of pulling this out of my ass, but like he was like not a high-ranking government official, but like high enough to like elevate it so that he could get the paperwork from the Philippines to like become eligible to go to uh korea to play because i think it broke out on reddit and people were trying to figure out ways to like help him and it, like the whole community was rallying around to figure out how to make this happen i remember yeah, yeah. and so you were just pissed yeah i was like super upset right and I, obviously i shouldn't ever let that like bleed into any sort of like team stuff but the whole thing just really annoyed me and also i think i really burned my bridge with like CLG management because obviously I'm just like I'm pretty much exclusively upset at them for fucking that this, up. You know I thought Jake was there the whole fucking time. 
Really? Yeah, no one told me anything. <clears throat> I just knew we had to swap in Huhi because of visa issues. And in my brain, I swear to God, I still saw Jake there. He was Korea. there for part his, of it. Because I think his girlfriend came too, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I remember. I never knew he had to go back to L.A. <laughs> this just sounds so fucking stupid. It was really stupid. So, Peter, Ooh. what was your favorite lineup you ever played with? Um, In terms of, like... Just, fun, like, friends and fun. Not necessarily even success. Fun. Friends it's and fun. It's really tied between the Season 5 CLG... And the season six or seven TSM, because like, I think it was like way more normal back then to after scrims actually like do stuff with your teammates, like play games with them. Like we would play CS:GO together, and Darshan would only play with like the Negev, the, the like machine gun, which was like oh, a dodge, no. or he would only play like shotguns. But like you know, I just have these, I have, just have these <laughs> great memories of like after a hard day of scrims. Obviously, we're, you know, we could be in various stages of, like, winning or losing scrims, but, like, there's no hard feelings, and we would just either go out to eat or... And, like, that's, like, pretty common now, obviously. You need to think about it. Like, I'm sure that happens, but I think, like, the level that it happens back then is, like, way higher because you're just living in a gaming house, and you're also really young, so there's... You don't have anything else going on in your life. There's nothing else more important to you than, like, hanging out with your teammates... Even just doing random bullshit, like we would go for morning runs, forced by our coach. Like, I don't know, there's something to be said about just like, just sheer like amount of things that we did together just made us really close. So I don't feel nearly as close as with like the newer teams as I did with the older teams. Afro, how about you? Who is your favorite lineup that you've played with so far? Friends and mm. fun. Friends and fun, obviously the MSG one, because yeah, I mean we did do a lot of stuff together. I still really like the lineups with uh, when we had Chaucer, Hotshot, and all those guys, because I feel like we did do a lot of stuff then too. Plus, it was my first time, so I was learning a lot, and I had to actually move out first time with those guys, and they made it pretty uh, pretty comfortable for me hanging out with those guys. I know I went with went on runs with Kelby all the time. We would always go out to movies. They're always going out to eat, and then uh, yeah, just being in the environment where you know Chouster and Double were just yelling at each other playing uh, Street Fighter was was pretty fucking cool. That was that was the giant, well, it's not that giant, but like the big house <laughs> in Burbank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was completely empty. Like you guys never. Oh, had that any has furniture. some good parties. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was. That's cool parties. One. Kobe, those are, the, those are good times. Kobe, uh, what's your favorite lineup you ever had play in the CLG and LCS? You know, that you got to cast or whatever. The, my favorite lineup of CLG to cast. No, no, sorry, of, of LCS players. Of LC, like the favorite of any team. players? Yeah, your favorite roster that you ever you ever got to follow or cast. Uh, I'll go. I'll go like uh, the Cloud Nine with the original with like Medios and Sneaky when they're all memeing. It's for a lot of the reasons Peter and Afro are saying. Like in the beginning, it felt more like you're playing for fun, and now it's really business oriented. Um, the Cloud9 team always—they were just always memeing, always having fun, and they were always winning too. So that was cool. <laughs> yeah. Afro, do you remember MSI? The last time it was in 
Shanghai. It was like I think right before a franchise, so I guess twenty seventeen or whatever. Maybe it was twenty sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. I was in a hotel with with you, like the hotel bar, and we were talking to somebody else who worked at Riot. And I remember myself or somebody maybe the other person brought up the idea of like retirement. And because back I feel like players some players play a lot longer now. Uh, whereas before you had people that were dropping off like in two to three years. And I remember them saying, like, is that something you're going to consider? And you're like, no, because I think everything's about to get like super serious and crazy. And you're mm-hmm. going to have all these teams and like nobody's going to retire. Do you remember that conversation at all? No, not really. I, I don't, I don't uh, blame I think... you not for it. It was like random conversation in the, the hotel bar. But Remember that life-changing conversation for me? That, like, it was not really life-changing. <laughs> I'm just asking him if he remembers it because I've always thought about it and I've reflected a lot on it as like all the franchising stuff took off and it's been interesting to see like you you stay stay committed. Do you think it's are you were you surprised at all whenever Peter retired? Uh, was I surprised? No, I feel like when you retire, you know, like you're done. It's honestly like between for me, I feel like it's just boredom or you're not motivated anymore with the game. So I really only really play games for fun. And once it stops being fun, I don't, I don't want to play. I'd rather, you know, yeah. <laughs> play something else. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, I, I feel that too. It's like it, when, when League reached a point for me w- where I, like, it actually felt like work to practice, then it's like, oh, shit. Like, all of a sudden, the job just got, like, five times harder. It's like, as soon as it started feeling like that, I was like, oh, this is definitely, like, close to the end, you know? I probably only have, like, a few years of this before I just, like, I can't stomach it anymore to play fucking 12 hours a day. But it's it's weird, because, like, when you start, it doesn't feel like a job. It just feels really fun to play. It's all you want to do. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking about that recently... Um, cause I was considering how wild it is that so many players now are making like, you know, a million plus dollars. And I was thinking, uh, Peter, do you remember when you first moved in with me and how you were making money, do, like writing guides for Steve? Oh yeah, dude. I, I was like so happy to make like one K a month then. Yeah. So different now. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Actually, uh, do you guys, I feel like in the early days, everyone, if you were going to go pro, the way you did it was you, like, made some content and then you, you streamed a little bit and then you boosted accounts. I feel like that was the secret. <laughs> it was, like, everyone was just account boosting for money as a means of, like, supporting themselves financially before the LCS came around. Which is, like, very interesting. Oh, dude. Aphromoo got busted for account. Uh, let's see. Elo boosting in 2013. Elo boosting, yeah. It was so funny. Yeah. I'm on CLG with all four of the guys, and I'm the only one. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? You're the only one who got caught? Yep, only me, man. It's because I streamed them. I was literally account. streaming my Elo boost. <laughs> the good old days. That's, I got an account banned, too, because I, I let Hotshot use it, but then Hotshot streamed on the account that I was letting him use. Mm. I was like, what the fuck, dude? You can't. <laughs> You're banning me for account sharing now. He was like, ah, oh, too bad. Shit. It's in the better. 
Uh, is there anything that, you know, like if you went back and, and told yourself, you know, 10 years ago what was happening in League right now that you'd be, like, shocked by or anything? Because I, I still have one video that has done really well for me, uh, and maybe I, I shouldn't say this on his birthday, but I'll tease Peter a little bit. Is like I still have that clip from the State of the League where everyone was discussing Korea getting into esports and into LCS or League, sorry. And there was a discussion on if Korea could ever overtake the West. And Peter and somebody else too, I think, agreed with them that like, no, the West was like too far ahead. And like every time other like Korea was just starting like a year like two years too late. And so like the Western teams would just always be ahead of the curve and Korea would never catch up. And I, I remember how that like That sounds know, about right. Funny. I think What's that's that? how it turned out. Yeah, exactly. And here we are today. Perfect prediction. Still the best. No, but I don't know if you guys can, any of the three of you guys can think of anything that really has surprised you. Hmm. Mm. Not really. I think I probably mean, the I... most, most okay. surprising, but also not surprising thing for me was that Korea would stop being as dominant. And it would be like years of China being the best region. I thought, I thought that was surprising. Like, to me, Korea being the best in the league made sense. Now, now I'm thinking, you know, like, obviously with perfect hindsight, too. You're just like, oh, shit. They were, like, insane at StarCraft. They have, like, super rich esports background. They are, you know, notoriously, like, team and, and like, I guess, communally minded as opposed to Americans who are just, like, generally a lot more, like, selfish and only inclined to help themselves. But... Also, with like the kind of background that they have, and just how seriously and how hardworking they are, it, it's like it totally makes sense. And then that's why I was surprised when China became really insane too. But that's that's not that far back. That's only like season nine and ten. No, wait, eight and nine. Sorry, yeah. eight and nine. I'll I'll say something that surprised me, which is how long the esport lasted. Because I I have. Like, I remember the first season of LCS started, and I was really nervous about it because I was like, wow, they're going to play games every single weekend? Like, people are going to get so burned out and tired of that. Um, and I remember talking to Yat Win. I don't know if he's still in the chat, because he had just started working at Riot on the broadcast stuff. And we were just talking about, like, how long will they do LCS for? You know, and the idea was always like, well, they can have one bad year, and they'll do it one more year after that. And so I just, like, I never... I think I did not expect that it would be 2021 and there'd still be LCS games going and that things would uh, keep keep being as big as they are. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I agree. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty surprising how long it's lasted. I wonder, too, if, like... Like, it's not a question of if League is ever going to, like, fade away. But I, I just wonder, like, when and, like, how it's going to happen. I think it depends on the region, too, right? Because League is, like, bigger than probably ever in China. But in the West, it seems, specifically in America, I think it seems, like, much, much smaller than it used to be. Yeah. I think what's also interesting is it's, uh, there's no, no one ever really talks about what's going to, I feel like people don't really talk about what's going to kill League. 
Like in WoW, I feel like forever you had all these like WoW killers that were going to come out the next big MMO, and now everybody's talking about like Final Fantasy killing WoW or whatever. And maybe it is, I don't know. But Peter's frowning; he doesn't believe that. But um, <laughs> no, yeah, no, when no. Asmund's streaming to 100k people playing Final Fantasy, I feel like, and their servers are going down. I feel like uh, it's big. But anyway, nobody ever really talks about like, oh, this game is going to kill League of Legends. Like, there's no conversation around like Heroes of the Storm being the thing that really murders it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that'll ever happen. I think the MOBA, yeah, game, MOBA think genre has already been done enough. Yeah. yeah. Might have to be like a new game style. Yeah. Because yeah, don't you feel like the problem with League is is actually structurally with the, the way the game is made, where you just get mad at your teammates? It's like a new, a new MOBA replacing League. I I don't feel like you can solve that problem of it being like a five-on-five -five team game where you have to rely on people. Yeah. Nothing Nothing will ever kill League except for kill <laughs> League itself. Exactly. Um, one of the, the notes that I was going to ask you guys about is like, are there any people that you guys miss from the old days that you used to spend time with? Because like, for instance, I know Link still hangs out with people and and folks, but I don't know if there's any of the old school folks from maybe early CLG or early early league that you guys remember and miss being around in the scene. Yeah, well, I actually team. spend time with a lot of old people. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. No, no one really comes out for me. Uh, you guys. Who, who do you? Uh, uh, I played, I played basketball with, with Cop. If you remember Cop from old times, oh, I yeah. play a lot of shooting games with like balls and. Uh, bunch of old people. You guys remember Best Ribbon NA too? Mm. Uh, who else? Those are like really old. I was thinking like <laughs> Elements level old, <laughs> or Sidco, or Tree Eskimo, or any of these really old old names. Tree Eskimo is like an engineer now. He's full time normal job. Yeah. You know what I thought would be a really interesting video that would take way too much effort for me to actually do is like if I go and seek out everyone like the kind of like people who were yeah like you guys are talking about like Trisk or whatever and like do like five second clips of all of them about what they're doing now right like you know Trisk blah 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 like for example just say like this person's like married like with two kids and works here it's like it would be like really fast no one actually gives a like the stuff that happens after interview. the credits of a of a movie yeah, where exactly. it's like it's just like, where are they now? Tree like, Eskimo has happened? settled down. It has three children, and, and maybe he like, lives in Oregon. For, for some people, it would be like pretty interesting because maybe they went on to be like really successful in something else. Like maybe they're like fucking super loaded because they went all in on like Dogecoin <laughs> or some shit. Like I don't know. Like it would just be interesting to see if there's like any sort of uh, patterns because maybe they like like all the junglers are, are rich. Yeah, or or yeah, or yeah. We went different paths. Like yeah, yeah. Maybe they're rich. Or maybe they're just fucking working McDonald's. I don't know. It's like some weird high school reunion thing. Life. People show up with like uh, fake stories and stuff. They're trying to impress each other. Yeah. That would actually be crazy just to have like a ton of people from the old days all hang out um, and like catch up or something. Uh, who do you guys... Uh, that's too much. That's too much. I know. I know. But uh, okay. So you, you hang out with a couple people, Kobe. Uh, Peter, you mentioned to me somewhat recently or maybe like a year ago or so that you were talking to Choster. I don't know how many old... No, I haven't talked to Choster in like years. I only hang out with like Soren. I mean, still talk to Zach. Um, talk to us and Link. 
and play games with Link a good amount. Um, hmm. Darshan, not really. No, I haven't talked to him in a hot minute. Eugene, a little, yeah. Uh, here and there, we still talk probably like monthly. Um, yeah, there's people that I keep up with. It's just, you know, life is sometimes so busy, but there's just people that like, like one really cool thing I, I like about being friends with other pros or like talking to other pros is it's like only other pro players will know what the fuck you're talking about. You, you just say like, like, you know, I remember this event and, and how like the fucking PCs were just like so messed up or like, you, do you remember like this season when the game was just like this and like only like other pros will, or especially your teammates will, will get it the way that you get it. And it's, I don't know. It just feels like you're, you're connected forever in that way. So you can like always talk to them and you have that in common forever. Yeah. Like, I definitely went like a year without talking to Zach before, but like when I talk to Zach, it's completely natural. <laughs> I was going to say, if you wanted to play games with Chaster, he's definitely going to play the new, uh, new POE league. I don't know if you're playing that. Yo. Yeah, I definitely. I, I actually don't have him on my friends list, but I see Chaster in game on POE sometimes. Yeah, I, really? I have him. You're just yeah. like out and about, you see him? Yeah, he's just AFK in town. I'm like, holy shit, that's him, bro. He plays it all, all the Wait, time. what league was it? What league was it? I like never see him on, I swear. It was uh, the last one. What? Okay, yeah. maybe at the very beginning. I didn't play in the beginning. So, I missed him. Uh, is it interesting for you, Peter, to watch Afro's games now and do the co-streaming around him? Oh man, don't talk about yesterday's game. I was gonna say that's why I <laughs> thought of this because yesterday I was watching the co stream and Peter was uh Peter was talking about your gameplay after oh my, and he oh was my not God. flaming, he was trying to be no. supportive, but it was a tough game for you, I think. So, dude, 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 dude. Here's the thing, like I'm friends with so many else's players, like in some degree, right? Some people are like Afro, like my longtime friends, and then there's some who are like we are friendly and and so I had to like decide with him co-streaming. Like, am I gonna like pull punches because people are my friends? Um, luckily for me, like, especially during this episode, I like don't really play Mafro because I think he's one of the people that's actually playing like a human on Dig. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just like interesting because I, I can't be like that fucking guy who like is so incredibly biased and so unwilling to like say anything negative about people that they're friends with that it's just like makes her such a bad experience like why would you want to like listen to someone like that when you know that they're like super irrational like that yeah so um yeah i don't i, I do remember yesterday's game actually oh my god i i want to forget about it though <laughs> it, it is forgotten guys <laughs> let's, let's, let's move on let's move on I looked up at four minutes. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Kobe, have you ever had players get pissed at you for, I don't know, criticizing them comment while you're commentating or whatever? I actually don't think I have. No, or at least nobody's ever told me they were pissed at me. They, they've probably been pissed at me, but not told me, maybe. Yeah. But I also, like, go... I would always go to all the, like, parties, like, player parties and team parties and stuff, so... Most people had I had like good relationships with, so you could like kind of you can make fun of people and they won't get mad at you, especially if it's something that they feel is, you know, yeah. justified in making fun of someone for. I guess. Yeah, that's always been 
or that's been one of the things that has been toughest for me over the past year is like not because even though you guys are in the studio i'm not i'm not even going and so it's like tough to maintain the connections like that's one thing that lcs did that was really cool was just like everybody saw each other every week and so rather than it just being like people interacting with each other online or whatever you could actually like say hi to people and be friendly and it, i don't know i've missed going to that type of stuff and and interacting with people in that way because it's just so much better than just like shooting people messages over discord i don't know i like the in-person stuff a lot yeah i really like the interaction where i'm playing wow and kind of half listening to you yes yeah answering questions yeah (laughs) i'm no i'm i'm cool with it everybody's chilling uh afro what do you think of I, I'm kind of curious what do you think of LCS now versus like 2013 because you're the only person you're still playing or competing mm-hmm. in it so I since it launched in 2013 what do you think of of the experience that you have how how different is the experience you have now playing versus back in 2013 oh well yeah it's a, it's a lot different I would say there's a lot of more a lot more younger talent coming in where there's obviously gonna be knowledge gap and you know it's gonna take a bit you know a split or two. Uh, usually what does happen is like people just remove players after one split if it goes bad and you know then you got you got the knowledge gap again they need the next player needs more experience stuff like that so that's the only downside for teams I would say yeah uh, obviously everything you know has been increasing broadcasts uh, you know facilities for all the teams stuff like that salaries but yeah that was expected. Uh, guys... A lot of the team team okay. chemistry, <clears throat> not team chemistry, just personalities. There's not, I would say that, yeah, there's not a lot of personality, I would say, in the LCS anymore. Yeah. Why do, do you guys think that is? Do you guys think that there should be, like, mandated time that's available for pros to be able to, like, stream and stuff and build up personality and fan base that way, or what? That's a, that's a good question. I... I... I think one of the biggest differences between back then and now is I don't think that there's fucking a generational like lack of personality. I think that when you like when 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 you had more time, you would just stream and streaming was like way more meta and it was also like a huge percentage of our income. Like I think like 70-80% of my income was from streaming. So like, why the fuck am I? Would I not spend every hour that I possibly can streaming? After I used to stream, grind stream literally every single day too, because the money was insane compared to the salary. But like now, it's like super disproportional. Like you could stream every single day to three to four K viewers, which is actually like pretty good money. But it would be like, you know, a pretty whatever increase in like your actual overall income. Also, you have like kind of less time. Um, as opposed to before when yeah, there wasn't as much LCS or like scheduled things to do. So I think yeah. streaming is, is a huge reason why like the old personalities got a lot of fans and the new ones, you don't give a shit about them. I agree. I mean, even outside of streaming, I wish more people were doing content and I don't know. I feel like there was more of a need in the past to build out fandom like peter you certainly seem to think that you like you obviously put a lot of effort into like building fandom around yourself and like afro you too 
Although, Afro, you're more chill these days about it. I feel like you don't uh, stress as much about creating content or streaming or whatever than you did years ago. Uh, I think, yeah, as I've grown, I'm actually pretty pretty tired. I mean, you know, if I do stream after scrims, I'm already tired. So I don't really, like, have energy to put in to, you know, entertain that much. It's just, like, I do have to get my solo queue games in. So I'm just, you know, using whatever I have left over on that. Yeah. I like the, uh, was it, like, MasterChef stream or something you were doing one time? Oh, you, I, like, you were there. Into that. Just wa- um, watching some shows. That was chill. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. Yeah. I uh, I'm really hopeful that we see a lot from the the new generation sooner that like people kind of start to realize like oh we really need to get everybody to really put themselves out there. Did you guys by the way kind of off topic but did you guys see the clip of Tactical not knowing it was Messiah right? I think he didn't know who Messiah was. Yeah. Um, he's like who is that? Uh, and it's I am really interesting to see how many of the newer pros I feel like don't know a lot of the history because maybe they just like didn't watch LCS back in the day they just like played it. Uh, it's it's very funny to see how that's all gone down. Yeah, that's all that's all that surprising. I, I, Soren told me that he made a reference to like Hotcha GG Nidalee, he kicked my brother in the ass, and everyone on the team looked at him funny. Like not a single person, not Huni, nobody got it. So he's like, oh fuck, and he had to explain it, but it's like not funny, and it's like, yikes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually even just creating the State of the League uh, 10-year anniversary show here. Like, I turned on the stream, and everybody's like, what's the format for the show? Are there callers? Like, what's the deal? Uh, Dude, I told you. I told you people are not going to... No, I mean, it's true. We had that conversation. I mean, quite frankly, this is as much for me as it is for for anything else. I just... I miss miss the chill vibes of State of the League where people would just sit around and, like, talk about stuff. Uh, And so being able to do one of these 10 years later is is quite fun but yeah i know there's just it's actually kind of crazy i feel like there's so many fans who have just shown up in the past like three or four years and they don't even have a lot of the context on where everything came from so i don't know it's interesting i'm excited for finals in new jersey wait peter do you think he'll go no i don't think i'm going you're gonna co-stream finals from i would i wish they had some cool setup where you could co-stream from the venue because i feel like yeah that was actually an option but it's like I don't know. We'd all we'd all have to go because like I'm probably doing it with Sneaky and Mateos again, and yeah. I don't know. I'm just not. You're okay sitting this one out. I'm I'm cool. Yeah, like I've been to so many events. Events are not cool. They're they're just work. Even though like it's been a, a long time. Um, there's been a, a land or whatever. I just I don't know. You I always don't feel ask like you like it not playing. The work yeah, is like, uh, very that, different for you. I ask myself every single time I go to LCS, so like for for a long time, like would I actually want to go to LCS if I was just a fan? And the answer was always like, no way. Maybe I'd go once, and then I'd realize like, you know, you guys know the LCS fans that go every single week. I'm like jealous of them. Like, how can they have fun? I don't get it. I think they <laughs> like so watching crazy. league competitive. Well, they league like legends. watching league, man. <laughs> That's I mean, you're crazy. You're watching LCS every weekend and broadcasting you watching it. Yeah, like from my fucking apartment with, and I'm streaming. So there's like an like tens of thousands of people watching it with me. I don't know. It's 
It's a lot of maybe I just like fucking have like a really small social battery. I think it's a lot to like go out and like sit there, and the only thing there is to do is to like watch the game live. If yeah, if I wasn't a player, I would not go. Yeah, but I mean that's because you guys have been to these things so many times. Like for somebody who's just been watching league for like four years and has the opportunity to go sit down in person or like do like the fan meet stuff or whatever with with players afterwards, I feel like that's huge for them. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. So there's like two different perspectives. So. Right. I definitely relate to having a like a small social battery though. You know, like spend a day going out, then you get exhausted and wanna just chill. That's yeah. true. Everyone thought like cause they see Kobe at all these parties where he's like lifting people up and yelling and having a good time. Living with Kobe, he's the exact opposite. It's just he goes in his room, chills out looks at his phone on his bed, goes to sleep. That's pretty much Kobe in a nutshell. Make some uh, chili or some, I don't know, chicken dish or something. Yeah. I think a part of it is in order to be a good player or in order to be, like, really good at something that you're just grinding at your PC for, you just... You're naturally inclined to just want to, like, sit down, no-life stuff. Because that's how you got good to begin with, like... It's just a product of how much time you put into it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's why, like, most esport players go f- go figure, like, fucking virgins. <laughs> like me. <laughs> Super I, nerds. I don't want to, maybe this will go into a, a depressing section, but we can we can keep it uh, positive. Uh, but this is, it's like 10 years of, of covering esports or league esports for me. I don't know. It's it's eight years. I want to say of LCS. Uh, do you guys, do you guys think that uh, people will still be watching League in anywhere in the US, in anywhere in the world in ten years? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Keep my job forever. <laughs> I Man. think so. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if it'll be as huge in in the US. But I still feel like. There's going to be places where it goes forever. I feel like League is going to be Brood War for China, where it's just going to be like huge for a long time. Yeah, I agree. Possible, yeah. guess we will find out. All right, well, uh, winding things down, but I, I wanted to get from <laughs> each of you guys maybe like a favorite memory or anything that was just really cool that stands out to you from the past decade uh, in League. I don't know I can I can start with you, Kobe. It doesn't. It's not. Doesn't need to be an event. It can just be like, oh yeah, one time I was on a plane, and I sat down next to somebody that was, I don't know, had some cool experience. I don't know any number of different things. A favorite memory that has to do with league. It's it's probably actually traveling for events as a caster. Then when we we actually got to travel, I'd say the year was in Korea. 2014 Worlds. That was going to be 2014 mine. was so fun because we went to Taipei, Singapore, and Busan, and Seoul. Yeah. And since we went there the whole time and we were, uh, you know, there for like over a month or whatever, we weren't working all the time. So we got to go out to all these different restaurants, explore everywhere. We went to go, you know, Korean nightclubs and stuff. It was super fun. It, it's definitely, yeah, the, the traveling. Traveling for the... Uh, for the old days and, and casting in actual stadiums. Yeah. How about you, Afro? I do miss when uh, League 
would have playoffs or matches at you know packs stuff like that i think those are my favorite just because you get to go around to all the booths yeah. for the other gaming companies and like check out their games too yeah you can still go to packs well i guess maybe not because it's probably during they do spring and summer during, during yeah so yeah that's true peter uh yeah i agree with zach i think it was really fun to go to different events mlg anaheim pax just all these different venues and it was always like just so packed with fans i I could you couldn't even walk you know you couldn't even get to like the stage without getting stopped like 50 times it was just really fun and it felt like you were part of some like really explosive community that was like i don't know like some sort of like sensation that's taking over and you're like the pseudo celebrity and stuff, which I think it's still the case. But I don't know. It was just more fun than more of an invasion on something like IPL or whatever. Whenever everybody was all in Vegas and flowing out into the court courtyards and stuff like that, the food courts. Yeah, I I don't know. It's just fun to play at events. All the the high of like playing on stage. Something you, you like never forget. Yeah. Well, that's a, as good a place to leave this as any. Uh, I did want to keep it only about an hour or so because I know it's Peter's birthday and I really appreciate him doing this. Uh, and he's got dinner to go eat. So, And I think it's been delivered, so it's just getting cold, right? Yes. But, you know, for you guys, anything. <laughs> well, happy birthday, Peter. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Uh, we'll go around and just do, I don't know, any shout-outs or anything like that. Kobe, anything you want to say? Uh, nope. Uh, Shout-out to everybody who's a fan of State of the League. Yeah. Happy that, birthday, that Double guy? Oh, thanks. You know, there are people out there. There's dozens of them. Aphromu, anything you want to shout-out? Shout-out? Uh, nah. I did say happy birthday, Peter, already. First one to say it here. True. Yeah. I'll never forget that. <laughs> I was setting stuff up, and I was going to say it at the start of the show, and then Afro just stole it from me. Uh, Peter, be fast, man. anything you want to say? No. Thanks, guys. It, it was actually – it actually flew by. No joke. Because I was playing WoW. <laughs> I, did, I did two dungeons. <laughs> really? Nice, dude. Are you guys and it was also – it was nice. Yeah, it was nice. I mean – it. Uh, the great thing is people people might be like, wow, they're just playing stuff. They're so distracted. People don't remember that that was literally what State of League was. <laughs> I think Peter would just play random games on his computer and like all the guests would be distracted. And that was just me trying to make it all work. Uh, and I'm happy that nothing has changed in the past 10 years. Happy birthday, Peter. Thanks, Afro and Kobe. This has been fun. Uh, thanks, everyone who supported all the content that I've done over the past decade. It's been really cool making it uh, and having so many people watch it. And hopefully you guys all continue to enjoy it as uh, I continue to plop stuff up on the YouTube channel. Please subscribe if you like this. This has been State of the League, the 10-year anniversary edition.